that's oof. That that sounds like a tough job because you're literally the bad guy. I just I got. I think I was unfairly fired, and he's saying, "No, no, no, you deserve it." <laughs> and your kids are hungry. Pretty much. I know mm. it sounds terrible, but and it's fun the time. It's fun. <laughs> it's a job. It's a part I enjoy. What a job. Hi guys, I am Bonisile. I'm Lesejo. And this is Nine to Life, your career and life journey podcast where we interview the interesting people doing the things you'd like to do or the things you didn't even know you could. So on today's episode, we have a, a very interesting guest. Uh, does a lot of things. I don't know now which one we want to be talking about, if we'll have time for all of them. But we have Tejo Pato. Hailai. Uh, yes, that's the one. She's a BE specialist, nine to life, nine to five, and nine to life. Oh, many things. We'll talk about them in the podcast. Well, Tash, thank Welcome. you so much for thank joining you. us again, Mrs. G. Um, obviously, we we had some technical difficulties the last time, but we couldn't let it slide. We couldn't let it slide, so we called Mrs. G, and we know she's always pretty because she looks pretty twice. Uh, two different conservative interviews. Representing, so I will see. Can you maybe take us back, um, young Tseho? Um, what's a guy? What's a guy? Who are you? What made you you? Okay, so I am Tseho Hailai. I am originally from Soweto. Grew up, born and bred in Soweto. Um, currently I reside in Centurion. Okay. I reside in Centurion. Um. As you guys touched on, I am a triple BEE specialist. I am an admitted attorney okay. by qualification or profession. I'm an admitted attorney, um, predominantly focusing on triple BEE solutions and strategies and all of that, as well as labor relations. Okay. And... Can you maybe take us through that? Because you are an admitted attorney, but I don't think your work has a lot to do with court. And that's the other side of it that we don't see on suits. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, what are the other ones? Boston Boston Ellie McBeal. I gave away my age. Ellie McBeal. I gave away my age there. Sorry. So... What, like, yeah, so a lot of people don't um, see that. Um, can you maybe speak more of the opportunities that are there as an admitted attorney beyond? Beyond just beyond being court. in court. Mm. So, you know, to be quite honest, an LLB degree literally opens a whole plethora of opportunities, like different types of career paths through just getting an LLB degree. You don't have to be a... a, a litigating attorney it doesn't limit you to just that you know there's going corporate and being a legal advisor um in so many different sectors you know so i happen to work for an ict company and the legal advisors within our group um specifically focus on ict related contracts agreements all of those things you know you can go into banking, you can go into construction, you can go into mining, you can go. There's so many different things that an LLB degree opens you up to. You can go into medical negligence, you know. Um, so it's not just limited to court litigation. It's not just limited to you appearing in court every day or doing divorces or doing criminal law or I mean, for me, that was the fun part. Like I did my articles at Legal Aid and I was doing criminal law all day every day and yeah best days of my life i would literally um yeah i count those as the best days some of the very best days of my life do you guys tell people to just plead guilty oh we do not <laughs> okay let's dispel the stigma and stereotype very early on in very on the, on the onset <laughs> on the onset let uh, no, no 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 we don't um do you know there's actually a requirement on legal aid attorneys 
to show the steps they have gone through in um, going through the merits of the case and ensuring that you, ex you, you extinguish every possible means of defense before you can plead guilty, before you can tell your client, okay, the facts speak for themselves or things are weighing up against you, you better just admit your guilt if you are guilty. There's a requirement. So you advise clients to admit guilt? No, no. I mean, you go through the merits of the case. You don't just... With um, them. You say... With them. You consult them extensively. Yes, you consult extensively. And when your client admits that, yes, I did this, um, I want to plead guilty, you advise your client of the consequences of pleading guilty. What are the possible sentences as well? What are you facing? What's the likelihood? Right? Um, and where there's a defense, you challenge that defense. Remember, it's not, it's not a defense attorney's job to prove innocence. You don't, you're not there to prove innocence. You're there to challenge the state's case. It's the state's duty to prove guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. So where you can cast even a tip of doubt, your client will be found, you must be found not guilty. Another standard in South Africa is what? It's beyond a reasonable doubt. Beyond reasonable yes. doubt. Please don't listen to these people telling you about shadow of doubt. All of these things. Of doubt, this is not America. It's worth. <laughs> and that's always the case because we, we see a lot of people arguing things from a South African context um, using uh, American law. Because this is not Boston legal. Also, <laughs> we have, just, just a side note, do we have a statute of limitation? Yeah, uh-uh, not statute of limitation, double jeopardy. We it's a principle. Okay. It's a principle of double Can jeopardy. Can you explain it for the people at home that might not know? Guys, my practice days are so, like, long ago. So double jeopardy means that you cannot punish a person twice for the same matter, for the same offense. Okay. So you stole a jersey at Edgar's and you plead guilty and I sentence you? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> English, not Edgar's, this one. This one is not... Uh... <laughs> so say, for example, you steal a jersey from Edgar. So you steal a chocolate from Big and I punish you. I give you a suspended sentence. Tomorrow, they charge you again of, of that chocolate. Uh -huh. That's double jeopardy. I can't punish you for the same offense twice. So even if I come into the store and eat the chocolate in front of you, there's nothing you can do. No, no, another chocolate. No, the very same chocolate. I guess I stole it and I put it away. Now I come back and say, nah, 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 here's my chocolate. No, because that, that means it. you're stealing it twice. No, I'm not stealing it. It's the same chocolate. Remember, I've already gone nah, to prison nah, for the nah, chocolate. Nah, nah, now nah, I'm coming nah. back with the chocolate and saying, why, this is the chocolate I stole. Why on God's green earth would you be coming back with the chocolate again? Why not? I guess now I've served. So I, I was thinking about it from the context of the jersey, actually. Mm -hmm. Can I rock the jersey guilt-free after I stole it? No, you to? give it back. I must give it back, but I'm sorry. Oh, what I've served. How, guys? Uh, whether you're getting arrested for it or not, doesn't change the fact that the jersey is not yours. Oh, cool. no. Oh, no, but look at it like a hijacked car. If someone hijacks you, you, you can't get it. I'll say, okay, I'll serve the time. It's mine now. It's, okay, mine. it's mine now because I'll serve the time. Okay, cool. I was <laughs> okay, cool. So you can't just run the jersey. No, it's not nah, your jersey. No, Japan. <laughs> it's not for your jersey. No, I'm not your jersey. It's not your jersey. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I thought I was going to rock the jersey guilt free. No. No, you cannot. You cannot. Okay. Cool. Just to take you back, I heard you talking about a legal LLP degree and doors that you can open. Is it the same with a BCom law degree? Okay. So, um, there's three types for lack of a better word to use. You can either study a straight LLB, you can study a BCom law, you'll have BCom majors. You can study a BA law, and you'll have BA majors. Uh, what does the oh, BA yeah. stand for? Baccalaureus, Bachelor of Arts. Baccalaureus Artim. Okay, okay, okay. Baccalaureus Artim, Baccalaureus Comesili. Yes, we go with the Latin. 
but calorie you know, That's how we know it's really low on. That's how you know it's a That's how you know it's a real lawyer. When, when there's Latin, it's a real lawyer. So what made you go into law? Ah, interesting, yes. Um, I've always been a curious child. I'd, I'd, I'd always been a curious child. Initially, I thought that, like, I remember in high school, whenever anyone asked me, I'd say I'm going to study investigative journalism. And you know, I'm going to do investigative journalism. I'm going to be the next Deborah Pata. Oh, yeah. the blueprint. Yeah, the blueprint <laughs> of investigative journalism. But I felt like it stops at like a certain, like you don't, you don't, you can investigate, you don't see it but you don't see it through, you know, and very closely linked to the investigative journalism for me, in my mind was law. Now, when I was in high school, I went through career assessment. I think it was in grade 12 or 11, just before you do your varsity applications. We went through career guidance, career assessment, you write a test, you go through a whole series of tests. And funny, the results of the test, I had two options, two strong options to choose from. To choose from. The first option said that it recommends that I become an actress. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, that's definitely, I mean, you know. So you can see it? Uh, okay. I, uh. We're not saying anything about ability, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it looks... Uh, the shade, Munna. Looks-wise, I think we can tick the box. The shade. We can see, we can see actress. Option number two was law. Which made sense to me that like, okay, I, I had been having an interest, so let's see. And That's two very different, very different things. Very different, very different. I mean, I do do some um, content creating. I do, I do, but I don't do it like acting. Okay. Well, maybe there's a connection there. Cause, cause maybe there you know, is. Because lawyers are not, Known to be the most truthful people. This is me saying it nicely now. And and actors are literally portraying someone else. So maybe that's where. Do you know you it's funny? It. It's funny you should say that. This is what I hear, by the it's, way. I it's funny know. you should say that. Mm-hmm. And let's dispel another rumor: lawyers are not liars. We know how to present the truth. Isn't that lying? No. Lying is two levels of lying. Uh, telling a mistruth or telling a half truth intentionally. So that it presents something different. That's it's a not, lie. We just know how to present the truth. Even now, yeah. She- you know how to present the truth. What yeah. What does that mean? We know how to present the truth. I can tell you that, I can convince you that this flower is purple. Okay. And I can convince you that this flower could be a shade of pink. Okay. But am I lying? So it could be a shade of pink. It could be a shade of purple. It is a shade of purple. It is a shade of pink. So the way I meta effect could be, it's just the words that you use. If I say you may or you must, if I say you may be or you are. Yes, what's the difference? Sorry, side type. What's the difference between shall and must? You shall do this, or you must. Do this. Yes, because like you read, you read a, a con- not a contract, like an act or something or a regulation, and then it says must, and the whole it says shall, and they say no, don't read must, read shall. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've never experienced. Potentially must and may. Must is yeah. Must and may. May is optional. Must is, but shall means you shall do it, and must means you ought to do it. But yeah, oh. right. No, yeah. but must means you must do it. You, it's obligatory. No, but as a father, you you shall take care of your kids. As a father, you must take care of your kids. So that means okay, true. okay. You shall meaning you're most likely to do it. You, you have right, to do it, and then you must as if it is expected of you. Okay. I think so. Yeah, that's so, the whole thing. So, <laughs> I think we could we could do an episode of Boston Liga. Regale, yeah, I think regale. we should do something. <laughs> I have a wardrobe in my car, if you're Is interested. It, nah? Yeah, and we've got the cameras here, so we can... So, to understand, let's say, 
Um, if I come there with a love bite uh, on my neck and my girl calls you, mm -hmm. your job is to say, yes, it is a love bite, but, but it might be an allergic reaction. Essentially, uh, then it's not a love bite. Then it's not a love no, bite. No, no, yes. Yeah, so, it's, it's so, so to say he has a mark. I'm putting, I'm putting yeah, there, yes, definitely there is a mark on his neck. Uh -huh. However, it could be an could, allergic reaction. It could react be an allergic reaction. It could be a beast thing. It could be a. And unless she can prove that here's a picture of someone at this club. Well, here's the, judge the thing. will have to apply his mind. I but, guess. but, but, but. Now we're talking. We're, we're talking private law versus public law. Because initially we were talking about criminal law, right? Now we're talking about private law, which is between individuals, right? This is civil. This is civil. Civil is not beyond a reasonable doubt. It's on a balance of probabilities. You see, civil is on a balance of probabilities. So me being a judge, listening to the both of you, she comes and she says, Your Worship, he has a love bite. And I say, okay, um, what has convinced you? What, how do you deduce that it's a love bite? Because he was seen with Sophie. And Sophie was kissing his neck. Okay, now the scale is tipped towards her. You see, now it's your turn to come and defend yourself, to tip the scale back. And you say, Yoship, I do have a mark on my neck. However, it's not a love bite. Sophie is a masseuse. So she was massaging me. And I think I may have had an allergic reaction to something that she used. I went with Sophie to get a massage. Then the, the scale. But the scale is still more like, because Sophie was seen kissing your neck. You must just kiss people's neck. It's an erotic massage. Yo. Yo. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, I just want to find out something. Now, we had a guest called Audrit. And Audrit does a lot of things. He's a previous guest. And when I posted his trailers on Twitter, I wrote um, his different jobs. And then I wrote lawyer. And someone in the comments was like, um, sorry, law graduate or lawyer? When do you become a lawyer? When you graduate with your law, your law degree. So what's the difference between a law graduate and a lawyer? It's a lawyer. Hold on. Don't you become a lawyer when you get your articles signed off? You become an attorney oh. when you get admitted as an attorney after you finish your articles. Okay. But you become a lawyer once you graduate with your LLB degree and you are working in law-related employment. Ah, that's important. Okay, so I can have a law degree and just not be a lawyer. You can have a law degree, but not be an attorney. But not be an attorney. Or an advocate. Okay, but anyone who has a law degree is a lawyer. So that guy was just being spicy. Spice. Do you tell I knew it. <laughs> Spice. They just saw Bonisi and they were like, ah, this one. I want him to make me twins. Was <laughs> it <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay. C can we can we go back to <clears throat> varsity? Yeah. We passed high school, you decided now I'm gonna do law. Varsity, how was that like for a law student? <laughs> varsity. You know, if I could if I could redo it, um, I think I'd work harder from the beginning. Like I I woke up a little bit too late. Like um, and not to say it's a bad thing. I think I was experiencing life. I was growing up. I was also learning independence because I lived at race, no longer under my parents' wing, you know, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing because you learn a lot of life skills that you use in your later life. Um, so it's not necessarily a bad thing, but varsity was good. I have good memories of varsity. I think I had a balanced varsity life. Um, yeah, and it's not a bad thing to be like having fun in, in varsity. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think like the more balanced your life, the more balanced your headspace and all of that, you know? So yeah, I had a very good varsity life. I also worked on campus just to like make 
in the extra bag and like rely more on myself, not be asking my parents for things like airtime and all of that stuff. Because um, back in the day, that was probably the most important thing, airtime and um, yeah, not really what things that are important now, you know? Yeah, I had a very good um, balanced varsity life. I would probably have recommended for myself to work harder from the beginning. But yeah, I wouldn't change a thing. So whenever Bangbar blesses, whenever you're like, I am doing it Yo, myself. But, like that, I don't know if I was, in, I, I, I don't know if like I was walking around with blinders, but I don't think that was like big back then, eh? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I like. Or is it because it just didn't have a name back then? No, it did. Sugar Daddy. Sugar Daddy. Sugar Daddy. Sugar Daddy. It's always been. It's always been a thing. It's always been a thing. I think it's just now more out there. Like you can see it. Because I remember in my varsity, there were there were girls that were like, yeah, we knew. Thank God, I. In mine, there was a guy. I mean, a guy. There was a girl. True. There was a girl who was in a serious relationship with someone who was a mayor for a few days recently. Yo, yo. like for like yo, a week, yo, 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 for like yo. a few days. Love of sushi, yo. by the way. Um, yo. Wow, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> okay. So tell us more about your job. Uh, triple BEE consultant and labor, labor. Triple BEE and labor relations manager. Labor relations. Is your CV like, uh, <laughs> is your business card like A4? No, I do not even own a business card that's yeah, like no, that, that's really 2005 that's yeah, that's... yeah uh, i don't have a business card i'll send you my profile yeah, just check me on linkedin done yeah done yeah you can check me out on linkedin but my job um pretty straightforward um straightforward i don't think is the word yeah actually actually no yeah no, no it's not it's not yeah. actually labor relations that strikes and all of that that's the fun part of my job that's the, that's the fun, fun part. part of my job i re- okay, i love labor how? relations i love labor relations i think it's because of in most instances it's relation to criminal law which will forever be my first love um but i love labor relations i enjoy it I think it's because of the fact that I enjoy working with people. I really, really, I, I am both energized and drained by people, if that makes sense. <laughs> both energized and drained by people, but I love working with people and I love being able to relate to people. Um, there's that misconception that, you know, the labor lawyer in the corporate situation or setting is the lawyer on behalf of the company which i am i was sure. about to ask whether mm. are you on the company side in most instances yes. side? on the company side I can see so if i go to there. the if someone takes us to the ctma or there's a union matter then they call the person who does labor relations on behalf of the group they call me oh very interesting so yeah that's oof that's, that sounds like a tough job because you're literally the bad guy. I just I got, I think I was unfairly fired. And he's saying, no, 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 you deserve it. <laughs> and your kids are hungry. Pretty much. I know. Mm. It sounds terrible, but. And it's fun, the time. It's fun. It's a part I enjoy. It's a I No, guys, not like that. No, I'm kidding. Not like that. Yes, okay the most engaging part you know be is a lot it's a lot on paper it's a lot of um moving parts but not necessarily um i could literally when it comes to the be stuff that i do i could literally work from home monday to friday eight to five without seeing a single person and just be sending emails getting all the reports together submitting and i could literally and i don't enjoy that I don't enjoy that, you know. The, the the fun part about it is the strategies and figuring out how to... Um, I think the, the the other fun part of my job, especially on the BE front, is the skills development. I enjoy the training aspect. I enjoy giving people opportunities to upskill. 
So I think that's that's also let me not not give it the credit it deserves. Also fun. Um, it's also fun. It's it's not not necessarily fun, but fulfilling. No. Yeah, not necessarily fun, but really really fulfilling because you can literally there's learnership courses that we sponsor as a company, and um, since I started with the company, there's learners that have literally started. Learnership, learnership programs from an NTF level one, and they're already at like NTF level seven. Wow, that's your degree. degree yeah. Your yeah, degree is NTF level seven and eight. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like uh, that's the fulfilling part, the the part of um, upskilling small enterprises. You know. Um, with the enterprise and development, de- uh, enterprise and supplier development programs that we do as well. So those are the fulfilling parts of my job. But my favorite part of my job will forever be what makes me interact with people, and it will always be labor. Uh, so um, you spoke about um, upscaling uh, suppliers, well, other companies, and then uh, skills development because when people think. Triple PE. They're thinking percentage of black. What are the other legs that you're balancing? There's so many other legs of PE. There's your ownership. It is a factor. That's for sure. There is management control and employment equity. There's skills development. There's preferential procurement and there's socioeconomic development. So in preferential procurement, it also encompasses enterprise and supplier development. So all of those elements, and, and it depends on the sector. It depends on the sector within which that company belongs in. You know, transport sector has its own sector codes, um, retail sector, different sectors. So I work within the ICT sector, and that's what I do from our perspective, and that's our scorecard um, on the ICT sector uh, codes of good practice. So codes are like, sorry, codes are like, a standard you need to have like the rules that you must adhere to yeah basically it's the rules that you must adhere to and also there's different there's different requirements for different sizes of enterprises right so if you are an emerging micro enterprise that's your small enterprises with a turnover of less than 10 million your requirements won't be the same as an entity with a turnover of 50 million and above type of thing so in that case that's when it's just about your ownership yeah and i think um if you get a kick out of your skills development then i think you must get a kick out of also developing uh black businesses what makes it hard for in in your case to empower black owned businesses um yeah one example that i've had is a lady that sort of has the same position as you in another company and she said to me that her biggest problem is that they do everything so you don't know what to develop because you have laundry you are in construction and only one that time yeah but you're a laundry construction uh, computers what makes it hard for you i think the thing that makes it hard for us um so whatever in most instances when it comes to um, enterprise and supplier development it's always supposed to be related to the ICT sector and um, truth be told in the the current state of affairs that our country is in small enterprises are suffering we're already running very short on uh, enterprises that do ICT, small enterprises, that is. We're running short on small enterprises that do ICT-related, um, either retail, either solutions, either services. And um, for me, fine, I can take a Circle PTY LTD and develop them. And once Tsukho PTY LTD becomes a generic entity, I can't contribute to them anymore. And then now I'm running short of who do we who do we develop if we have nobody? Small businesses are closing. Small businesses are closing at a rapid rate, you know? And um, it makes it difficult when we're already running on a skills shortage 
for us to have small businesses to develop. But, you know, we're moving into, there's also the aspect of the fourth industrial revolution. So um, hopefully things light up, things improve and, um, but yeah, I think that's the, the biggest challenge that we're having right now. And it's not just small businesses that are feeling the pinch, you know, even your top dogs are feeling, feeling that, that bite. It's a big hurdle to jump over in order to be contributing to the development of small enterprises, but it's worth it in the long run, you know? So, yeah. Okay. On to, I guess, uh, less uh, depressing thing because yeah, we all we all hear about how businesses are shutting down, especially over the past couple of years. <clears throat> what else do you do? We know it's a lot, and I don't know if we'll cover all of it, but let's let's start. Let's see how far we get. Yeah. So, what else do I do? I've, I think I mentioned earlier that I am a content creator. I have a YouTube page, a YouTube channel. Uh, link in the description. Yeah, yeah, my my YouTube page is called Mapike underscore Mrs G. Um, I also am a founder of an NGO called We Are Our Children's Keeper. Um, yeah, I I do a lot, guys. I yeah, I'm a mom. I'm a mother to a three year old. I'm a wife. I am a... Let me know, Ray. There's a lot of exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for a wife to wear. What do I do here, old? Did I wait more here? I'm a wife. I'm a mom to a three-year-old. I am an admitted attorney. I am the founder of an NGO. I am a content creator. And I am a semi-finalist for Mrs. South Africa. Yo. Bo, 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 bo. So that explains the sash. That, that explains the sash. Sash gang. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So I I just decided to go on a quest towards self. You know, 2023 was dedicated to myself, dedicated to reaching and achieving dreams and goals that I probably like put on the back burner. I had potentially convinced myself that it was never going to happen. You know, um, I decided to research Mrs. South Africa. You know, I remember actually three, three or four years ago, four years ago, four years ago, um, I got tickets to attend Mrs. South Africa. No, not Mrs. South Africa, Miss South Africa. I, I got tickets to attend Miss South Africa. And back then I had actually applied. I had entered Miss South Africa and I got rejected. I was told I'm too short, I'm not thin enough, this, that, and the other. No? Crazy how things have changed because now, you know? Yeah. So, I, I, and then when I, 2019, when I attended Miss South Africa, I happened to have been pregnant, right, at the time. And I think that was like a sobering moment to say, ah, it will never happen. Like, you were interested in pageants a little bit and you wanted to enter Miss South Africa. It will never happen. Hold on. So, if you have a child, you can't enter Miss South Africa. Well, things have changed, right? It used to be like this. This is the it first year to, of the change. This is the first year hmm. of the change. This is actually the first year. Oh, married. Well, yeah. is married, of course, of course. But child, they wanted the child that didn't do with me being a Miss. I guess that's why they changed it. Okay. So, um, I'll, I'll, I'll probably touch on that a little. And I hope it doesn't get me into trouble. But, um. But it was a sobering moment when I attended Miss South Africa and I happened to be pregnant very early in my pregnancy still. But it was sobering. It was like, okay, I'm pregnant now. Now it's fine. I'm accepting. I'll never enter Miss South Africa. I'll never, I'll never probably like enter a pageant. You know, like I'm pregnant now. It's, it's over. Years later, 2022. Early 2022, someone's like, why haven't you entered Mr. South Africa? Now I'm married. Mm -hmm. Now I'm married. And someone's like, why haven't you entered Mr. South Africa? I was like, Mr. South Africa? What's that? And I decided to do my research. And wow, like I, I discovered a platform that um, not only accepts women for their different backgrounds, their different aesthetics, their different um, come as you are. Not only does it accept women as they are, it celebrates women 
as they are. Celebrate them for their fierceness. Celebrate them for their achievements. Celebrate them whether you are married, whether you are... No, actually, Mrs. South Africa, you must be married. Whether you have children, you don't have children. You have tattoos, you don't have tattoos. You are pink, you are red. You are purple, you are green. You are a woman in South Africa, a married woman in South Africa between the ages of 25 to 55, you are eligible to be Ooh, up to 55. Up to 55. So it, it, it shows a more relatable representation of a realistic, a realistic representation that you can relate to of women in South Africa. I mean, for example, are you telling me that... Um, let's make an example. A 15-year-old girl gets raped. She falls pregnant. She chooses to keep the child. Now she's 22 and she wants to enter Miss South Africa. Now you can't enter. Now you can't enter. You have a child. Hey, sure. That's the problem. So I think it's it's a it was it it was because of platforms like Mrs South Africa that um, Miss South Africa stepped up their game and were more um, open to accepting diverse backgrounds of women because it's not in all circumstances that you women choose their set of circumstances. Yeah, you called it the biggest women empowerment organization. Wow. I have called it that before. It is definitely the biggest, you know, it's it's often referred to as the MBA of womanhood. Yo. Yo. And it really has been referred to. On, on yeah, we love it. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's literally been referred to as the MBA of womanhood. And, you know, I, I truly, truly, and I can say this now, having walked the semi-finalist journey since February today. Oh, is you're the, a semi-finalist? Yeah, so yeah, I'm a... We didn't see that. I think... Uh, semi-finalist. Yo. I'm yo. working towards okay. becoming a finalist and hopefully Mrs. SA 2020. Oh! So, this is the girl to be voting for. So, what we're going to do is we're going to drop your uh, details here. And then, so people vote via, is it website? SMS, SMS, Twitter, uh, SMS and Instagram and Facebook. So if you're voting on my Instagram page, the very first pinned picture on my Instagram is my voting card. You like that picture, but you make sure that you also follow Mrs. South Africa. On Facebook, you go onto Mrs. South Africa's page. You'll see the album saying semi-finalist. My picture is there oh. at the bottom because it was the first picture they posted. <laughs> so my picture is there. Oh. You like that picture and you follow Mrs. South Africa's Facebook page. Nah, man, big ups, big ups. And then what would it mean to you if you win? Um, Winning would Actually, mean... Actually, words matter. When you win. We... Ah, there we go. Yes. There we go. Do, 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 do. We put it on nine to liar. So when I win, winning for me would be the crowning moment to what has been an amazing journey. I think um, it would be like the ultimate crowning moment, but not just for the crown. It's a working title. And I think um, when I consider the fact that I was inspired by the woman that I engaged with, fellow sisters and semi-finalists, who I engaged with and who I engaged with in the journey, who are doing amazing things, women in business, women that are, you know, top shots in their positions and corporates, you know, people that are, they're doing amazing, amazing things. And I think it was because of that inspiration that I finally registered my NPO, something that I've been wanting to do, you know. So winning for me would be finally getting the working title to do my part to get my hands dirty in fixing our communities. We have such a, uh, uh, we have we have many problems in South Africa, but I, I really think one of the biggest problems in South Africa is a lack of accountability from leadership specifically. And because of that, people on the ground level are the ones that are suffering. So you do what you can, as small as it may feel, as small as it may seem, do what we can to change and uplift our societies. Yeah, yeah, I love that response. And it sort of answers the question that I had in my mind, which was, why did you enter in the first place? I think you sort of touched on it, but I don't know if you want to elaborate some more. 
the, the, the biggest reason why I entered was number one, I, I wanted to almost challenge myself, test myself to say, here's a door that could potentially lead to the things that you dreamt about. You wanted to see yourself in at your most highest potential. And here's the MBA of womanhood. Do it. Let's see how far it takes you. But I think that I was also looking for a place to feel that it is okay, not only to be accepted for whoever and however you may be, but to be celebrated. You are worthy of it. So I think that's the biggest reason why I entered it. I mean, it's a platform that celebrates women for being women. Need I say more? Do you know? So, yeah. I think let's get into the content creation part of it because I think we can relate to that part. We are creating content right now. <laughs> how did you start on that journey? Yeah, how, how how did you start on that journey and how is it going? Should we? Ish. Content creating. Ish. Can we can just, can we, can, please can we just respect content creators? Because it's not, it's a job. It's not, it's not, um, you're not just sitting like, oh, selfie, cause I you know, it's really, it's not, it's a job. And um, creativity doesn't always flow. Like, it's not like a natural river, it just flows, you know? Um, you sit and you come up with concepts, you come up with all of those things. So just to dispel the notion that content creation is easy and you get paid for just being on your phone the whole time. So I, I, I always toyed with the idea of content creating until my one colleague challenged me and she was like, start your YouTube channel. Yeah. And if you look at the first video on my YouTube channel, you can see that like, I was just going on a day at the office. We have to actually, now we actually have to see. Literally like I was just going on a day and thank God I did. Thank God I did because, wow, I've learned so many things through my content creating. Um, so many different things. I've, I think I've also um, created such an awesome bond with my child. My child is three. And obviously, um, inevitably, you'll create a bond with your son. It's your first child. I'm a mother, you know. Um, but on a level of something that I'm interested in, like if I flash the camera to my child, the first thing he's going to say is, welcome to Mama's Yipschip channel. Wow. That's, what he, that's what he's going to say, you know. And um, But yeah, I've learned a lot through my YouTube page. I also um, got the chutzpah to make a little corner of my YouTube channel dedicated to my lawyer's corner. Okay. Um, yeah, it's like intersection. So m my YouTube page, unlike most YouTubers would tell you, is not segmented into a specific niche, you know? Um, I do my motherhood realities. I do my lifestyle content, including my life as a lawyer. I, I've learned how to do my own makeup through like putting myself on the spot and like learn how to do makeup on my YouTube channel. And, um, you know, I showed cooking with my child. I show, so now that I have decided to branch out into my lawyer's corner, I've decided to take a much more educational aspect, a much more educational route um, of using my YouTube channel just to share small nuggets and insights into South African law, how it can help you, how it can benefit you, what are your rights um, from an employment perspective, from a criminal law perspective. And very soon, I'm going to be releasing my episode on domestic violence and how you can protect yourself around those kind of situations through a protection order. Okay. So, um our target audience, that doesn't mean the rest of you must stop watching, are young people um, between the ages of 16 and 24. That's really who we make this for. And the rest of you just jump on. Um, oh, please stay on. Please stay on. I want you as a mother, um, you know how social media 
is replacing albums now we used to look at our parents mm-hmm. albums look at mommy um 15 years from now bk is going to be watching this episode probably deciding what to study or you know trying to figure it out just in, don't in do life. it all my son <laughs> that's so give me some advice <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> I'm kidding. Because you might be speaking to others as well. Yeah, no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think you must be intentional about choosing a career, you know, and you must be aware of the world that you live in. You can't be walking around with like blinkers and not being aware of the world that you, you are living in. You know, we're moving into this talks about the fourth industrial revolution. We're moving into such a technological, things are digitized, you know, things are so digitized. So careers like software developers, it's a yes, it's a yes, it's a yes. Careers like your um, computing and technical, those careers I would definitely be advising towards that. Um, but also be intentional. You know, there's that saying that says, if you do what you love, you won't work a day in your life. Yeah. We're not all fortunate to be not working. We, some of us are working. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you, you won't enjoy what you're doing. You know, so be intentional about what you're choosing. Know yourself, know your skill set. Um, and be objective. Know, be honest about what you know about yourself. Be objective, be very clear cut with yourself about your skill set. We all want to make ourselves look appear or look to appear better than what we are. Maybe I want to say that I was great in maths, but like I was just just above average, not necessarily like the greatest, you know? So be clear about your skill set. Be clear about what you, and you can always work to perfect a skill that may not necessarily be great at a time. But do you want to study something that has to do with math? You can always work to to improve that, to perfect it, to chisel it, you know? So I think, um, and be, be prepared to work hard. Nothing that is worthwhile comes easy. You know, be prepared to work hard towards what you really want to do. And it's what, for you, what were the, some of the practical steps that you take to, to make sure you take those boxes? Like, did you have mentors that guided you in terms of creating that self-awareness? Um, did you have people, what is it, role models that you looked towards for you to be able to say, how did you do it? Um, mentorship, very close to my heart. Very, very close to my heart. Um, I'm definitely... Sure, I am very sure that I wouldn't be the person that I am today in my career. In, and when I say career, I encompass everything that I spend my time on, you know, my nine to life yeah. outside of me being a wife and a mother and a home builder. Um, everything that I spend my time on, I wouldn't be that without people that came before me, that walked a path before me and allowed me to walk their path behind them while they shine the light ahead, you know? Um, I had a very, I I still do, um, an attorney who allowed me, I was just the final year law student, but he allowed me to come with him to court during the, uh, the, the winter vacation. He'd allow me to come and work at the UJ Law Clinic. Um, he'd allow me to come with, and I think that was, my first court experience, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, it was my first court experience. He allowed me to shadow him in handling his cases. And mentorship is is so important to me. It's critical, actually. And I think for those of your viewers that are watching that have potentially made it in their careers, I would, I would like literally beg of them to to be the shoulders on which someone else can stand on, you know? Um, those those were my, my, my mentors, my role models, you know? Um, I had, I had, who's now become a friend of mine, I had a manager who, yo, now she's a very, very good friend of mine, but the things that I've learned from that lady, um, 
I think it's it's so important to surround yourself with people that you can always learn from. Don't be the smartest in the room. Don't don't always be the smartest in the room. When you are the smartest in the room, you need to pay pay it forward. You need to leave those smarts to those that come behind you. You know. I, I was expecting you to say exit that room. Yeah, I think another thing is the same thing. There's a harbor. Is that wrong room? You're in the wrong room. You're in the wrong room. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a lot more that I, I, I felt like we didn't touch on. But, uh, you know, uh, I think these next three questions, we ask our guests the next three questions, and it's always interesting for us and I guess for our viewers as well. See how what how they, they answer. Yes, how they compare. Should I be nervous? No, no, relax. No, no, no. Depends. Uh, sure, on the answer, right? So, oh, guys, careful. <laughs> making me nervous. My goodness. In this life of yours, from the very start full of many activities in life, very busy life. Mm, I don't even know how you're gonna yeah. choose, but yeah. Uh, to now, what has been your biggest win, your moment of glory so far? Don't forget the, the, the disclaimer. Uh, yeah, the, the, the disclaimer. Yeah. Can you can you give us a disclaimer? Please? Yeah, we wish disclaimer. Though. This is your opportunity. Oh yes, don't be humble. Yeah, you must not be humble. Um, what's got some other man? Yeah, got some other about this. Got some other loy. What's I think that okay, okay. I think that my biggest win, um is all the times that I, I've... Did I choke? Yeah. Sorry. Maybe maybe it's making me emotional. <laughs> so I think my biggest, my biggest win has been all the times that I've managed to rise. Um, I hope it looks great now, but it wasn't always great, you know? Um, and in all the times that I've had to face adversity, like a phoenix, I rose. Um, and I think that's a big win. It helps that I didn't have a choice but to keep going. But I didn't shy away from the challenges as they were. Um, and I think that's been my biggest win. Also, to be my age and to manage such a critical department in an ICT giant. One of, I dare say, Africa's biggest ICT companies. Um, to be my age, under 35, and be managing such a critical department, I think speaks volumes to my work ethic, um, my ability to do my job, my relationships that I've built that have gotten me to where I am, because it's also relationships. Um, we can't shy away from that. We can't make like it's just your, your skill set that's going to your smarts are going to get you to where you want to be. But um, I think that's a big win that um, I'm very, very proud of and I'm very, very grateful to the people that have allowed me to stand on their shoulders um, to get to where I am now. So, like a phoenix, I rise. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, and I think an important part of the phoenix is that, you know, it does does it burn? It burns, isn't it? To ashes. No, it rises from the ashes. Yeah, but it burns into ashes first and then it rises. No, it doesn't burn into ashes. Oh, it burn Wait, into ashes. Yeah, from the fire. Oh, from the fire. Also, it can be ashes of anything. It can be like a protest tire. And then... And then I rise. Then a phoenix forms from there. Oh, I, I thought it got burned. I thought so too. Yes, For but it's like burning because you're burning in the challenges. You're burning in the fire. Yeah. And everything else around you is burning. Yes. But the phoenix doesn't die. The phoenix rises from the ashes. Oh. Think about those burning moments. One of them. The biggest one. The biggest fire. From that, from that fire, what was the biggest lesson or the biggest takeaway? where things didn't work out for you and you were in the trench, in the pit. One Mishaka, Petniko and... And Shadrach. Shadrach. The biggest lesson, uh, was, there were several lessons, hey? there were several lessons, but I think one of the ones that stand out is timing is everything. 
When it's not your time, when it's not your time, you must allow it to go. You can push and push you and push. You can jump until you're doing the thing. You can press up, push up, and if it's not your numbers, it's not your numbers. <laughs> if it's not your numbers, it's, it's, you can press up, push up, and until you're green in the face. Yeah. It's not your time. This it's not, not your time. And once it's your time, nothing in the universe will stop it from happening. You can't stop my go. You can't stop my go. Not, not now. I like not it. now. It's a bit different to how we, we, we usually phrase it and the answer is, is different, but I like it. In closing, if you were not, and if you're doing too many things, that's the thing, now it becomes difficult now. Anyway, if you weren't doing all the 17 million things that you are doing right now, what would you be doing? I'd be sleeping in my house. I'd be a housewife. You're not allowed to see uh, traveling the world because that's the typical one. And, you, and you're not Ooh, allowed guys, to see house Guys, I'd be sleeping. I'd be a housewife. Okay. Okay, you see house, house, uh, housewife as a job. Yes. Okay, I lie. I'd actually be a, a, a property developer, I think. Oh. Okay. I'd be a property developer. I'd, I'd be spinning property. Talk to us about what? What? Hey, don't ask me the securities about properties. No, no, no. What What do you think it would be fulfilling? What would you, you think? I just like the process of starting something at uh, like not so great level and just working to build and build and build, you know? So I think that's the, the aspect about it. I'm not like, uh, you I'm not like an expert on properties. I'm not going to tell you this area is booming. So you want to invest in this area. <laughs> I don't. I just like property development and I, I think there's something fascinating to watch a plot go from zero to like this massive thing that's like being built. There's a, a mall that just got built, or not like a mall, a shopping complex that just got built close to my house. And to think that last year, this time, there was nothing. There was nothing there. It was just a plot with scent. There was just like nothing. You're a creator, like from content creator to concrete creator. I think I think I'm a creator. I think I think I'm artisticish. I used to play piano, so we should have touched on that. Yeah, guys, this I'm a, I'm an onion. <laughs> many layers. layers on layers on layers. Do you read novels? Just, just this. please read Sydney Sheldon, um, The Stars Shine Down. Ah, oh, hey, no, Evan, no, I sent me the name. Hey. The name. The <laughs> name. The name. Muna, the hey, name. Hey, 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 so on, the name. Who sent you the name? And on that non pirated <laughs> note. <laughs> We're going to end this episode of Nine to Life. Uh, thank you, Tseho, for joining us once again, for giving us a second opportunity to tell your story to other young women out there. And thank you so much for all the content that you shared on Mr. South Africa, because um, I know that there are people who didn't know about it and how empowering it is, because to, to, to a lot of us, including myself, I've never seen pageants as that, you know, but it was because I've never had someone to sit down and actually, you, you know, uh, phrase that out for us. Um, yeah, so we are going to be joining you um, at your semi-final. We're going to be in the audience. We have made a commitment. So we'll be there as Nine to Life supporting Tseho. Miss is South Africa. Let's say for my brother. And Andy Four. Yeah. Yes. That's the one. Yes. Thank you very much, guys, for uh, joining us. Please remember to like, subscribe, comment in the in the comment sections. Remember to tell us what careers you want to see next, who we should bring for you guys. So for closing comments. No, thank you, guys. I think it's very important what you guys are doing. Thank um, you. You're inspiring many, many, many people, and you're opening. You're you're educating. You're opening eyes. Mm -hmm. So, in the absence of education is propaganda so okay i think it's there very important he's <laughs> 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 your moment <laughs> anyways thank you remember guys um 
you are you probably are watching this on youtube but we're also available on apple Podcasts, Tons spotify google you. Podcasts, amazon, amazon. Podcasts, and in and in your hearts see you later guys <laughs> healing the game <laughs> <laughs> And if you're a... Bum, 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 b